Magnificent Vibes Podcast, a.k.a. MVP, where we talk sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to get into some NBA Christmas game discussion. We're also going to talk about the Malice at the Palace and the KD interview with Draymond Green. We also have an album review on the way. Keep listening to find out what album will be reviewing. And also, and as a sad J-Backy story would like to share with the fans. We also have some awards to give out. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What up? We back. We are we back. Are back. Yes. Indeed. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks at least. We shouldn't have left a couple of weeks. Yeah, just a couple of weeks. We back. With right. the podcast right. to step two. Y'all all right, you know? <laughs> yeah, y'all good. As long as y'all got vaccinated, y'all good. <laughs> but, What's been uh, good though, Rod? Er- er- everything's going good, man. You know, work's going smooth. You know, enjoyed a, a wonderful convention program, convention season in the books. And, uh, you know, I got, I, I'm definitely, uh, if I see anybody that sound like or look like they're going to say a, a pa, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm gone, I'm going the other way. I don't want nothing to do with a, a, those apostates, you know, apostates, you know. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man, they, man. They went in this year, man. They did, man, and and, and and I mean, it was it was definitely needed. Um, you know, Brother Splain, I really love how he broke down that, and he broke down these these groups that kind of get together and just complain about stuff. But yeah. I, I get on that. I get on that on the shout outs. But uh, but yeah, gr- great program, great great uh, 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 drama. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah. I actually got a poll going up right now. I asked uh, some people, you know, the friends on Instagram or whatever. The young, the brother that played Young Dan, don't he look like Tom Holland from Spider Man? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. He got the. Yeah. He had an older face, though. He had an older face, but it's still kind of he like he had that look like like I was waiting for him to change uniforms or something to start like webbing through like pyramids and, you know, stuff like that. But I, I yeah. Yeah, he um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can go there. <laughs> well, I got uh, I, I will mention to you some of the results. Uh, let's see what, what, what we got. Oh, shoot. I got to look it up. Well, get into your shout outs. I, I'll pull that up. Okay. Um, I wanted to say, I want to give a shout out to all those friends out there who be wobbling out on social media, <laughs> cussing and carrying on and celebrating holidays and birthdays. And shout out to the friends who see that stuff and don't be saying nothing, man. You got to say something. You got to speak up. These friends be seeing this stuff and. They be letting it ride. They don't say nothing, you know. And then it becomes, well, what are the elders gonna do about it? The elder, guess what? The elders don't know about it. No, they don't. 
It's people like y'all are too scared to say something. You know, and it's like and then like the and then be liking the post too. That too, that too. You know, you know, Leviticus what is it, Leviticus 5-1. You know that that applies. I might be misquoting it, so forgive me if I if I did misquote it. But that applies to online behavior as well. Yep. Yep. You know, it and it's apply. like People be on there. Yeah, that's my, that's my girlfriend. That's my boyfriend. They obviously be worldly. You know what I mean? They got, right. they got a full beard and an eye patch. And, uh, <laughs> you know, looking like they about to uh, 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 sexually transmit scurvy. But, uh, you know, and, and folks be like, yeah, thumbs up. Looking good. You know, man, stop that. So right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Got something to say in the comment section. You know, brothers post up a picture with a. You know he baptized. He posting up a picture of him with his with his fully grown out lush beard. Yeah, brother, looking good, looking dreamy. <laughs> dreamy. <laughs> Who what says that? Did the, the, the elders gonna say something to him? I'm like, no, the elders ain't gonna say nothing to him because the elders don't know. No. Man, Ronnie, it's it's ten brothers on our elder body, and I would probably say maybe three of them are actually on social media. Out of our ten elders, and I'm not one of them. I'm not on social media like that, so I'm not. I'm not online scouring the net, you know, looking for people to be up to wrongdoing. I'm, that, that's just not what I'm on. I'm, I'm out here. I'm living my life. I'm moving through these streets. I'm trying to keep my family safe and protected and aimed in the right direction. You know, I'm selling booze to the community. I'm not. I'm not on <laughs> social media like that. I so say I don't. I don't know what's, what what these what these folks is up to, but you know stuff comes to our attention, and it's like, oh wow, is this was this a momentary lapse in judgment, or are they always doing that? Oh man, well so and so said they she always be on that cussing and carrying on. Okay, so why why didn't nobody nothing? say nothing? You know, I'm gonna pull y'all behind the curtain a little bit. The elders are often the last to know things. Oh yeah, we mentioned this in previous episodes. You know, so if you if you if you feel a situation is going on and it's not being handled and you feel it should be being handled, say something. You won't be identified as the person who spoke up. Just say something. Yeah. Now, what would be better would be if you said something to the individual. Because a lot of times these people are your friends that see this stuff and they bring it to our attention. Now, would you rather two brothers suited and booted come knocking at your door being like, yo, you want to explain this? Or would you rather your friend say something to you about it first? I think you would rather your friend say something yeah. to you about it first. Yeah. You know, but people be so scared of losing that social currency. Here's my stance, Rodney. I just assume a lot of rank and file people hate me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not worried about losing any social currency if I got to come talk to you about something. I just got to say what it is I got to say. Right. Because you're going to go off and do your own thing anyway. Right. So, but it has to be acknowledged. It has to be acknowledged. It has to be addressed. I can't be losing sleep over what I didn't say because I was worried about offending somebody. Right. 
you know so man y'all see people in there celebrating uh uh holidays taking pictures of birthday cakes and you know uh, uh <laughs> carrying on and cussing and you know talking against the organization man say something preferably to them if you're their friend but if not say something to us yeah don't wait until the 75th time they get on there cussing and be like what y'all doing about this yeah they got like a eight 800 followers in <laughs> yeah stop that man stop that 100 likes later 500 yeah, I, comments right you know. you know, it's like it's like you telling them, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, your you, your beard look good. I, and, and for the record, I have nothing personal against beards. I'm just using that as an example, you know. So when we come along, questioning, yeah, what's up with you? It's like you done had a hundred friends tell you like they cool with this. So why would they? Why would they adjust the attitude? Yeah. Yeah. That that that's true. That's true. Are you, are you, are you just scared of not saying something? Of, of not being uh, not appearing positive or something online like is that is that what people are scared of are you a, are you scared of being seen as judgmental or, like, or being labeled as a a social they call it social media police where, where it's like you're policing uh or scrolling through somebody else's page and kind of like fishing for something that they uh, a person may feel is uh i don't think you should have posted this i don't think you should have posted that why are you showing your legs in this picture why are you doing that because i've i've heard of stories of that before too where it might not be somebody might post something that might not affect many others conscious you know but then others might be affected and say oh well i don't think you should have posted that or you know you got some friends that post exercising videos right and that you know they show doing little exercising videos and some they got the, they got witnesses, the yoga pants on they got the yoga pants on it and some brother friends Sanders, brother sanders brother sanders be on there liking it <laughs> i don't even know if brother sanders on social media <laughs> but but like 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 what i mean like sitting there you know you look read through the comments and some people you have sisters or you know or mostly sisters if his brothers in there okay that's questionable if possibly he might be brother sanders you know know. you know they you know they posting that stuff for brothers it's thirst traps for brothers yeah exactly so they (laughs) They might comment on it sisters comment on their form they ain't trying to hear that right but then you got but see here's the thing you got sisters that are comment on it and say oh this is not i need to try this move i need to try that move yeah yeah that's good idea and then you got other sisters they're like i don't think you should be wearing those yoga pants or they'll dm them like uh i don't think you should have posted that you got you know it to me i think that's an issue where it's something that y'all need to map out on y'all own terms and y'all figure Mm -hmm. it out based off the scriptures but if it's something latent where you're posting uh you know something that contains explicit content or apostate stuff or you know something that's just blatantly wrong you know and no (laughs) one says nothing about it and and they just oh keep swiping oh that's that's such and such he he up to no good again i just keep swiping because you even got those that they'll see it but then they just keep swiping won't say nothing they won't even like the picture or nothing because they don't want to be traced back to that but you're still guilty because you still follow them yeah i i i won't i don't even be for that if if you see that stuff and you just keep it moving I, i'm i'm okay with that 
Yo, but I'm getting I'm that not, unfollow button. Big time. But what, I, but, but what I'm not okay with is people trying to bring it up after the fact, like, what are y'all doing about it? Speak y'all meaning the elders. It's like, well, did you say something when you right. saw this? Elders ain't, ain't on social media monitoring monitoring the friends. Now, now what they and maybe, maybe your listeners can help us out with this, Rodney. I heard a rumor <laughs> that in Circuit 10, that there was a kind of like off the books selected social media task force that was kind of scouring Jehovah's Witness social media accounts looking at for looking for questionable stuff in Circuit 10. Ooh, and I haven't heard about this. You never heard about that? Okay, it's it's like I said, it's it's a rumor, but the people whose names were connected with this task force did not shock me. But that's Circuit 10. Circuit 10 is extra. It is what it is. It's, My apologies. That's, that's disturbing. That's disturbing because we're getting some of Circuit 10 into Circuit 19 starting the new service year. I know. I know. And you, you're going to be getting those brothers. But it, it's all good. Circuit 10, y'all wow for that. That's why y'all getting disbanded. It is what it is. <laughs> Anybody from Circuit 10 want to smoke, well, come see me. Right. <laughs> Real quick, uh, so the results from that poll with Daniel, I, uh, I put accurate or or not. No, he's, he's not accurate. 56% um, said my observation was accurate. So the other four okay. didn't say no. So, hey, it feels good to know that it's not only me, you know, that feels that way. There, I've, I've heard other comparisons. I've heard some say, uh, the, not the Tom Holland Spider-Man, but the, the the Garfield guy. I forgot the other guys. The one, the, the Spider-Man that nobody really. Oh, knows. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> nah, Andrew that's Garfield. he. he no, nah, he. If he looks like anybody, he he definitely looks closer to Tom Holland than Andrew yeah. Garfield. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I don't know who who's that. Hey, but but hey, man. I, hey, I appreciated that. You know, drama, man. They. You know, branch is turning it up a notch, man. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely. <laughs> I wish they would let me direct those sometimes. God, <laughs> man, I, I really punch it up. <laughs> gonna be having a branch. You gonna be having that. Uh, gonna be having Karen writing uh, the branch, huh? They, man, they gonna have to put a a, a, a TV fourteen rating on mine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have Bill Shazar smacking folks and everything. Man, you go have a you go have a whole governing body divided. I I can see Brother Morris being on your side on some things. <laughs> <laughs> brother Hurt, they'd be like, oh, I'm okay with it. Then Brother Swain be like, uh, I think uh, I think <laughs> we just, just down back. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't scale this back, brothers. But <laughs> I think I think Morris I, I, I think Morris and Hurt will be on your on, on your team. <laughs> maybe, maybe they, they, some, they some real ones, man. Hey, there's there's and some Bible translations in the scripture where it talks about Belshazzar's reaction to seeing that big hand. And some Bible translations, it said that he actually used the bathroom on himself. Oh yeah, I remember reading something like that. I would love to show show that. Figure out a way <laughs> through the garment. Yep. That, that was that was cold though how they did that how they was able to uh, give us that image so 
Yeah, but man, that, that's good. Any more shout outs? That's all I got for now, oh, man. Y'all tighten it up on social media out there, man. Out yeah, there, yeah. I hear clowning, man. Like y'all don't, like, y'all don't know what proper conduct is. And people who see that stuff, man, speak up, man. Speak up. Like, like if you scared about losing a friend or something, maybe this is the type of friend you need to lose. Exactly. You don't need friends like that. You, know, you don't. You don't. You don't need to carry everybody with you throughout your whole life. You out. You outgrow certain people, man, and, and that's okay. And it one doesn't, more thing. It doesn't, doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you, you're growing as a person. And one more thing before we move on to the next segment. Don't be afraid to unfollow people. That too. Don't be afraid. Like I, I, man, I actually did a detox of my account, man. I'm like, my wife, my wife just, my wife just did the same thing. She was like, man, I gotta start from scratch. Yeah. It's just too, it's too many, it's too many landmines, man. It's yeah. too many landmines. It's too many. I'm like, man, I don't even boom, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. I, I was just going down the list, man. I think I ended up unfollowing almost a hundred some people. You still kicking it with folks who are obviously bad news because y'all used to hit up skating parties when y'all was 15 and go to Six Flags. It's like, man, you you oh. clear, you you 40. You outgrown this person. Let him go. Think things changed since then. Yeah, like, come on. If they still doing what they was doing back when they was 19, 20. Oh. And worse. Some, some of them have gotten worse. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. So yeah, man, don't be afraid to unfollow people, man. Period. Just let's just stop it. But let's get into this NBA. We we got some Christmas game controversy. I want to get into this, man. Yeah, shed some light on this for me, man. Because I, I'm, 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 I'm a little I'm a little bothered about this Christmas day. Listen, I, actually, I'm I'm a, little, I'm a little bothered by the opening week schedule. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want you to follow me on this, Ian. All right, yeah, walk me through it. Walk me through it. I'm walk it through it. So let's 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 take a look at the opening week. You know schedule we got brooklyn versus milwaukee and then we got golden state versus lakers have no problem this is, oh, this, is this is opening week yeah this is opening week okay. i have i have no problem with, i my only my i have no problem with that because i thought about it i thought about a different matchup but i was like nope nope i got something for christmas day but i'm okay with that you know i'm i actually i'm not i would rather see laker opening week i would rather see lakers versus phoenix and so they got Lakers versus Phoenix on October 22nd on ESPN. Yeah. So that's kind of whack. Um, but let's go into these Christmas Day schedule, right? So the first game we got Atlanta, New York. Now Trey Young had went on, took to, to social media and was upset at the fact that the game wasn't in Atlanta since they actually beat the Knicks in the you know playoffs and i'm like well it, but it's hey, the garden a, huh it's the garden people the are going to trade you're not gonna win that yeah yeah actually back. actually i you know what i'm gonna let you get through your your list i don't i don't want to keep interrupting okay so these are the games i'm okay with i'm okay with atlanta knicks because of the you know drama that came with it right i don't agree with the time slot i think it should be a little bit I don't think it should be the first game, but hey, I know you got to bake people in to watch, so I understand that. I, I understand what Adam Silver's doing. Brooklyn Lakers, I'm okay with that. You know, mm, I'm studded. I'm okay with that. Can, can I rewind real quick on on uh, Atlanta Knicks? I'm actually not okay with it. I'm not sure if the Knicks are ready for prime time. 
I don't think so either. I agree. I would rather see Atlanta, Miami. I yeah. I like in, I like I like Atlanta. Miami. I like Miami. I Go like ahead. Miami. So Brooklyn Lex, Lakers, I have no issues with. Here's where I got the issue with Phoenix Golden State. Milwaukee Boston. Why are we not getting Milwaukee versus Phoenix? They played in the finals yeah. last year. Yeah, that's that's a huge oversight. And what was the one right before that? It was Phoenix, Golden State, Milwaukee, Boston. And then the closeout tonight, this is the one I really had a problem. Phoenix, Phoenix, Golden State. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a huge problem with it, but I would much rather see Phoenix, Milwaukee. Why are y'all even bothering with the Celtics? Why is the Celtics in here? Why? Why is Miami not in here? Yeah, Miami need to be in there. I would have been, I would have actually, you know what? I would have been fine with Golden State Phoenix. I would have rather seen Miami versus Milwaukee since that's more of a rivalry. Yeah, I would rather see Miami versus Milwaukee. I would, I would rather see, uh, shoot, throw, I would, I would, I would love to see Phoenix and Philly even. Go for, is Philly playing? Uh, Philly is not playing. Wow. Philly is not playing. And then the last game, Dallas and Utah. Who in the world is going to watch that game? Dallas and Utah? So, so, so I can see some hardcore NBA fans watching that. I can see that. Okay, so... That should be, nope. that should be an earlier game. Honestly, I would have rather... That should be the game they, they play at like 12 noon. That's the, exactly. That should be the first game. I would have switched that out, but I know it's the West Coast thing, so that's why they didn't make it the first game. But... I will replace Utah with Denver. You got Jokic. <laughs> Jokic is your league's MVP, and you ain't going to feature him on Christmas? Yeah, they dropped the ball. They they, they're trying to on this lineup, they, man. They're they trying to get that, quote-unquote, large market money. And the last season taught us that that's not necessarily going to be your ticket. That's not going to give us the best games. Like... Yeah, why is Boston in there? Like Boston and the Knicks, you need to get rid of. I would, I would be fine with getting rid of. Um, I mean, the Jazz were good. They were legit, legitimately good. And 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 Dallas, eh. Lucas Prime time, Lucas Prime time. I, I don't, I don't have a huge beef with that one, but I don't think that should be. One of the primetime games. You should do that in the early afternoon. Yeah, even if it was in Dallas, they or switch it. You know, Dallas play at home against Denver. That'd be the first game. And then after that, kick it off with Miami, Milwaukee. Then, then you know, or, or yeah, Miami, Milwaukee. Then you can follow it up with Phoenix, Golden State. I don't have a problem with that matchup for those who are listening. I don't have a problem with Phoenix and Golden State. I just feel like the disrespect towards any other year, any other year, we always see the previous championship matchup play on Christmas. Now, we didn't get that with Toronto and Golden State for obvious reasons. Um, but if those teams still got their core players, why not match them up again for the Christmas matchup? I would have put yeah. Golden State versus Dallas. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been better. That would have been better. 
Yeah, they 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 drop the ball on this lineup. Yeah, they dropping the ball, man. They dropped the ball on this lineup. This lineup is trash. I'm sorry. I, I, I that's why I put it in in, in the rotation because I wanted to I wanted to attack that whole little, little thing. But man, this is this is what's trash. your what's your well I mean of course we you know we don't celebrate Christmas but I was gonna say what's your typical Christmas day routine because you 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 you're not at work. You know, the wife ain't working, you know, um, you know, what's your what's your typical routine? What do you get up and do? So. So, of course, you know, you do the service thing in the morning. As soon as service is over, game start. Right. I usually don't care for that first game. So, you know, and, and here's another thing, too. Here's another thing too. you know, to all my husbands out there, you know, let, let your wife know, man, a few, a few some in, in advance. Hey, listen, you got the Christmas game, marquee game, Lakers, Brooklyn. Yo, I want to see that. Let, let's make some plans. You know what I mean? Get 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 them involved. Get them involved. Because if you think about it, you know, it, families of the world, they make it a family festive day. You sit back and watch these games. Hey, we ain't got to be by ourselves, man. We can, you know, celebrate the NBA. Make it an NBA <laughs> day. You know, and, and, and enjoy some. And then you got Phoenix and Golden State. You know, my wife's a huge fan of, of Golden State. So, hey, nice little double header. And we just sit back and watch. It depends on the matchups. It really depends on the matchups. Now, I ain't watching those other games. You know, I'll probably watch the highlights to those because we probably doing some other things like cooking or you know, just chilling out, maybe watch a movie after the Lakers. That's probably what I'm going to do after Brooklyn and, and Lakers. I'm probably just going to pop in a documentary or a movie or something because I'm not watching Dallas, Utah. I'm sorry. I just hate Utah. I, I just have a hatred for Utah Jazz. I'm sorry for those who are listening. I, I, I just don't care to watch Utah Jazz basketball. I love Spider Mitchell, but I just don't care for Utah Jazz basketball. I just... It doesn't intrigue me. Just the the Utah Jazz name makes me cringe. Like <laughs> the Jazz, it should be New Orleans Jazz number one. But I agree. It's just, it's Utah should be like the Mountaineers or something. You know, something. Yeah, or something. the Hatchbacks, the uh, Bullets. <laughs> right, right. I, it just yeah, Utah Jazz don't you. sound good to me. Yeah, make them the Utah Bullets, man. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans is the, is the birthplace of jazz. New Orleans needs to be the jazz. You know, the whole Pelican thing. Throw that in the trash. You know, yeah, please move the Pelicans to Utah. I don't know, but <laughs> ain't no Pelicans in Utah. Now that I think about it, um, yeah. I was just curious. I was just curious. This 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 year Christmas is on a Saturday, so. Um, I know that Friday, if I do work that day, it's going to be a very short day uh, with it being Christmas Eve. And, you know, I, it, it's it's going to be a weekend of chilling for me. I, I know that for sure. Um, it, it, and it all depends on if there's snow on the ground. If there's snow on the ground, I might go sled. You know what I mean? Quick, quick question. How does your son, uh, how does your son react to the NBA? You know what? He's he's a extremely casual fan. Um, he, he, he loves to watch the playoffs and the finals because he likes to see the, the, the trophy ceremony and everything, but he doesn't follow it as closely as he follows NASCAR. My son is like really, really into NASCAR and IndyCar. Um, oh, he, he's, a, 
He's a big, and I don't know where he got it from because I don't, I do not watch NASCAR in, in the Ray household. That's that's a redneck sport to me, but he he I've loved. Been his, I've been paying a little bit more attention to it since this whole bubble, you know, watching stuff. But but go ahead, I'm gonna. Oh no, you good, you good. Yeah, he he loves Bubba Wallace. He loves Jimmy Johnson. He loves Lewis Hamilton. Uh, he's IndyCar. He he's the big premier. Not only is he one of the only black racers in IndyCar, he's the most winning uh, racer in IndyCar. Yeah. But, but as far as basketball, he. <laughs> Ironically, man, my son is a Lakers fan. <laughs> and I be he trying to school him. Me. I be trying to school him on to like the Bulls and their legacy. And, and he's kind of getting it. I can see like it, it's slowly clicking, like, oh man, the Bulls are really good at one point. But he's all about LeBron and AD. And he was he was all about Kobe, because right after Kobe died, he was all about that. He wanted a Kobe jersey. And now he wants a, a LeBron or AD jersey. And I was just like, man, I'm not buying you that. <laughs> I'll buy you a Steph Steph Curry jersey, you yeah. know, but no, nah, I'm not buying you no LeBron jersey. Right. You yeah. can take this vintage Rodman jersey. <laughs> the Lakers Dennis a- Rodman, the, the 99. <laughs> I'll buy you a John Starks jersey before I buy you a LeBron jersey. <laughs> at, at least John Starks dunked on Mike. <laughs> You're right. At least, at least he was a competitor, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, he, you know. But uh, get, getting into the, that's interesting though. I'm, 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 I'm uh, you know, NASCAR is, is is starting to gain a little bit momentum. I think a lot, a lot of it has to do with the controversy with all the, you know, racist stuff going on in the sport currently. I don't want to like kind of dive into that because that's another podcast episode. But like, <laughs> you know, that's interesting that he's taking interest into. Know NASCAR because I'm hearing a lot of people getting into it now, especially with a lot of other sports being viewed as dangerous, and you know now people are trying to find different avenues for their young ones when they come to sports and you know and things of that nature. So yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. But uh, moving on to the next topic, malice in the palace, malice at the palace. Correction. Uh, just came out with a documentary on Netflix. For those who haven't watched it, yes, I sir. advise you to watch it first because there are going to be some spoilers as you listen to this. So if you uh, don't want to hear the spoilers, you might want to fast forward the next 20 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah just skip to the to the next thing. We got the timestamps on there. So you'll, you'll just hit the timestamp, man. You'll be you, you go to right to the Draymond Green conversation. But anyway, Malice at the Palace. First of all, let me get your thoughts on it. What did you think of the documentary? Man, I loved it, man. I loved it. I loved it uh, more than I expected to. Um, A good documentary tells us stuff we don't know. You know, it it, it takes us behind the scenes. Of course, we all live through Malice in the Palace. And I remember when it went down and... For, for, for us, for our generation, to us, it felt like just a continuation of the same in-your-face competitiveness that we saw in the 90s and the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the fallout. And at the time, like, you know, in the days after it, and thinking to myself, like, well, yeah, I'm sure some players are going to get suspended, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't expect the conversation to get so 
one racially uh colored and i didn't expect a lot of the the, the changes and the NBA rules that came down right after. Because as you know, there are rules in place today because of malice in the palace. You know, with players not being allowed to leave the bench if there's a scuffle, mm. um, you know, and, and, and not engaging with fans and all of that. Um, I loved it, man. I, I, and I, I really loved how they, they dive into the context of the season and how that team, how that Indiana Pacers team was put together, why that game was so meaningful at the time. Because we kind of forget about everything before the fight. We forget, oh yeah, the Pistons were the defending champions. Oh yeah, Reggie Miller had already been to the finals and came very close to getting the ring. And this was probably the best team he that was ever assembled around Reggie Miller. Yeah. And it's just a shame, okay? Because you you suspend guys for thirty games and one guy for a whole season. That's your team, that dude. All his all Reggie Miller's championship hopes went were just you dashed by that move and by that fight. And the funny thing about it is they were beating the brakes off the Pistons without Reggie Miller. Exactly. Exactly. So imagine how good that team would have been once Reggie Miller's finger got got healed and they came back healthy for the for the playoffs. That was going to that 2000 2005 was supposed to be Reggie's Miller Reggie Miller's year to win a ring, and it, it, it and it couldn't happen. He got robbed of that because of that fight, and that, that that's just such a shame. I forget about that. You know what I mean? I forget about that, and, and I, but I was I was quickly reminded when I watched the documentary because because there was there was concerns about oh they traded Dale Davis for um for who was it was it Artest? Yeah, it was our uh, no, Ar- no 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 it was Jermaine O'Neal. It was for Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, yeah, it was for Jermaine O'Neal, and everybody was kind of questioning that, and then they they brought in Artest, and then they for the final piece was was Stephen Jackson. And they were good, man. They were good. And, and you can see how good they were in that game. The way they were beating the brakes off the defending champions. It's like, man, let's talk about a missed opportunity, man. Super. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they, I I didn't realize, hey, they, you know, Jermaine O'Neal and all of them had to go to court for all of this stuff, man. I forgot all that, you know, that whole aspect of it. And also, you know what it also reminded me of? It, it reminded me, it, it took me back to the days when I used to watch the Portland Trailblazers when they had those stacked teams. And I would, and, and Jermaine O'Neal would come off the bench. Remember, they used to blow teams out during the regular season by the third quarter. And then the bench comes in and then they put in Jermaine O'Neal and he's out there doing all types of stuff. And I'm like, why are they not giving this man no playing time? And it was going on for like season after season after season. I'm like, I know they got Rasheed Wallace, but they could have him just be a backup to Rasheed. Why are they not moving him up in the roster? It's like they kept him as the 13th man or the 15th man at some points in, in, in Portland. And it was like, yo, when are y'all going to get this man a chance? So yeah. you know, the, the best thing that ever happened to Jermaine O'Neal was being traded from Portland. And then, you know, he gets to Indiana. 
I forgot how close that series was uh, the year, you know, the Pacers came close to beating the Pistons in 04. When, you know, we wouldn't be talking about the Pistons beating the Lakers in the finals had Indiana pulled that series off. Because people forget yeah. that was the iconic uh, Tayshaun Prince block, you know, in, in that series. And so, like, th- there was a lot of things that took me back when it came to that documentary. And I was like, like, prior to the incident that I was like, man, you know, and then Steven Jackson, you know, he he had won a championship with the Spurs, but, you know, he wasn't getting along with Pop. So he ended up getting another chance with the Pacers and it, it was that team was loaded, man. But I remember watching. I remember when Reggie Miller got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I remember watching the interview back then. He mentioned this before this documentary came out. He said the biggest regret of his career. And I think um, I forgot who was doing the interview with him, but they, they asked him what was the biggest regret of his career, regret of his career. And he said his biggest regret was not letting the 2004-2005 Pacers prior to the season starting that he was going to retire because he didn't he didn't tell them that prior to the season starting and he said if he would have told them that maybe they would have reacted differently towards the situation now do I agree with that I don't think it would have made a difference I don't think it would have made a difference because we're dealing with Ron Artest here and so you know, it, it, I don't think that would have been the case. I, and, and to me, I don't think Reggie Miller should blame himself for something like that. You know, this man was just, you know, hurt. Number one, you know, he had his finger injury and he couldn't play right away. And number two, he was he was in a suit. He, he was in a suit, man. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's just sitting back observing. He's not in the trench of things when it w- when everything was transpiring. Now, yeah, but you, you, yeah, and, and you got to remember, like these were starters. You know what I mean? So, like, right, the, the mal- malice in the palace happened in November. So by the time the playoffs roll along and come along in April of the next year, and you just suspended basically four out of your five, four out of your five starters are are, are out the game. No Steven Jackson, no Artest, no Reggie Miller, no Jermaine O'Neal. So by the time April came around, I mean, were they even a playoff team? I can't even remember. Um, no, they didn't. They, I don't think they made, or did they make the playoffs? Let me see. I'm looking at it. Yeah, they did. I think they did. They make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they did make the playoffs. They made the playoffs that year. Wow. What's we'll C but were they? they? Didn't, but they were, I'm trying to look, NBA division. I'm trying to, this sports reference stuff is trash. Hold, Hold on. on. I, I, I'll look it up. NBA. That would have been 2005. So the first they round. They made it to the conference semifinals. And lost to Detroit. Okay. They lost to Detroit in six games. They had a two-one lead in the series, but they lost to De- they lost to Detroit in six games. 
Wow. And then, and then, yeah, I remember that because then the, then the pay, I mean, the, the, the Pistons went on to beat Miami in the conference finals and then they played the Spurs for the rematch. Okay. Yeah. And got whooped. Yeah, that was a, you know, that was the, uh, that was the infamous, uh, Rasheed Wallace saying they was guaranteed, he guaranteed they was going to beat them in game six, which they did. And then they asked Rasheed Wallace, they was like, you got any guarantees for game seven? He's like, I guarantee that somebody will win an NBA championship in game seven. (laughs) 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 But, but yeah, man, uh, Good documentary. I, I I walked away feeling sorry for for Jermaine O'Neal because you know it, it it was bad. And you know what, man? And I was looking at that roster statistically before Ron Artez got into that incident. He was averaging him and Jermaine O'Neal both was averaging twenty four game with Woo. Steven Jackson averaging nineteen. They were they were loaded, man. They was just loaded. They was loaded. Yeah, I felt bad for Jermaine O'Neal because you could tell it it bothered him the most. Yeah, you know, um, you know Reggie Miller, whatever he he got his own legacy separate from Malice in the Palace. Ron Artest won a ring. Stephen Jackson clearly didn't care, you know. But you could tell it really rankled with Jermaine O'Neal. I I didn't like that rant by Stephen Jackson at the end though. I don't ever want to talk about this again. Dude, you talk about it on your podcast, man. Shut up. Right. Yeah, yeah, be quiet, uh, 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 Steven Jackson. <laughs> uh, you know, looking like George Floyd's twin. <laughs> you know, you yeah, this is your this is your bread and butter. You're like, you always gonna talk about this. You know what I thought that was hilarious though about the, the documentary was just you know, all the dialogue that they were able to dial up, and I'm going to get to the fans later, but all the dialogue that they dialed up in this documentary, and then they go to Ron Artest. And it seemed like every time they talk about an incident that happened with Ron Artest, and it clear, and, and, and then, it, you know, Ron Artest screen time comes up, and here's Ron Artest. Hey, yeah, I, I was mental. Every it's like every time they went back to him, he's like, yeah, well, I had a mental problem. <laughs> and you know what? It made me think. I'm like, man, looking at all this stuff that's happening with Simone Biles, with Naomi Osaka. Here we got a man back in 2005 going through the same thing that they going through. And we live in the world of cancel culture, right? And, you know, concern about mental health. And then back then, it was like, you know, you, you saw all the like TV shows and sports shows criticizing Ron Artest. And it was like, man, dude, it was almost cringeworthy. Some of the things that those reporters were saying about Ron Artest, if, that if they were to say that right now, about Simone Biles, about Naomi Osaka, and any other athlete that's going through mental issues, they would have got lynched. Yeah, it was it was truly a different time, you know. And you know, now everything is about okay, people getting help, 
But back then, it was it was more taboo to talk about mental health issues for one, let alone seek seek out any real therapy for it. And a lot of times, and and and, and I I you I see the same pattern in people I used to hang out with personally who would do crazy stuff. And it's not until now when I think back on it, I'm like, dude was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, yeah, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna throw anybody we know under the bus, but I, I'm sure, man, you both mutually know some people where it's like they've done so many off the wall things that were not cool. It's like mental illness is the only explanation. Yep. Yep. You know, so it's just interesting how far we've come because back then it was just like, oh, that's just that's just Ron Artest. He just he uh, he uh, you know he a ratchet dude. You know he'll take it there. He ain't your face, dude. But we didn't really know fully everything that was that was going on. And even he had when he had lucid moments, like they showed that clip where they were interviewing him after he finally won a championship with LA. And he was like, man, I should have did this with 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 uh with yeah. and, and 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 um and Steven man and Reggie I should it just I should have been doing this with them it's like you could tell you, you could tell, tell you it, genuinely feel bad yeah it, it was still rankling with him like man we really messed that up you know and it's sad because the because the people interviewing them just gloss over it oh yeah 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 well what about blah 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 and Kobe and Shaq it's like no let the man talk like like this was obviously something on his mind. He felt he robbed these other dudes of the same opportunity. Yeah. And, and and on top of, and then getting, you know, focusing on the fan side of things, you know, we, we, you know, that's been a big topic over the last year when it comes to fan interaction with, with players. Right. And we see fans getting called out for it and, you know, they're taking action. The NBA is taking action against fans. But comparison to back then, no, man, like they were like the the Pacers really got dragged for fighting these fans who had no right to approach these guys to, to pick fights with them and, and yeah. throw stuff on the court and throw stuff at players. Yeah, yeah. And that one dude they interviewed, the one who threw the oh. cup. What, oh. a, what a what a scumbag, oh, man. He was trash. He was what trash. a scumbag. Like, like he he wasn't apologetic at all. You know, that one that one dude that um that one Hispanic dude that ran on the court, he got exactly what he deserved. Oh, the Fist one that got face. knocked out by uh Jermaine O'Neal. Well, they said Jermaine O'Neal didn't didn't connect. The punch he didn't, didn't connect, connect, but he made it seem like he connected because you saw his reaction afterwards. Yeah, and he was getting taken out on a stretcher. Come on, man! You know, it's just like these these Oh, and then the dude throwing the chair. Yeah, and they were going into yeah. the locker room. I even I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was ugly, man. It was ugly. I, you know what? I, I was, I remember where I was at when the malice in the palace happened. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see it live. I didn't see it live. I don't know what I was doing that night, but the next morning, 
you know, I man, I'm terrible when it comes to ch- checking voicemails and stuff. So <laughs> even back then, so I got up and I noticed that that CC was calling me last night, but I didn't answer for whatever reason. I think I was at the show or something, and so <clears throat> I didn't answer. And I was like, I didn't want to call him back because it was too late. So I wake up the next morning and I check my phone, my voicemail, and CC is like. Rodney, turn on ESPN, Pistons, Pacers, pandemonium. It's straight pandemonium. I'm like, dude, I felt like an electric shock hit me. And I instantly jumped up and turned on SportsCenter. (laughs) And that's all they was talking about. I'm like, how did I miss this? (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> I never seen I actually it wasn't until like a, a a few years later that I actually I know somebody upload uploaded the whole incident like the whole airtime incident of that I mean you can look it up on YouTube you look up the whole thing on YouTube and that's what I did I just watched it all the way over and I'm like man this was crazy yeah I I, I think you know, and I understand he was dealing with a death in the family and everything, but I think Ben Wallace shared a lot of a lot of blame. He shares a lot of blame for what happened. He does. Because it was his reaction to the foul that even that's the whole reason Ron Artest was even laying on the scorer's table. Exactly. Also, let's not forget this too. We got we gotta throw this man under the bus too. Jamal Tinsley. What did he do? Remember, he he's the one that encouraged. Run our test to give him a hard foul before they was get they were about to because actually uh, Coach Carlisle was about to take him out the game. Oh, that part. Yeah. I do. I do remember that part. He was like, "Go ahead, get your foul." Yeah, go ahead, get your foul. Now Ron Artest took it to another level, but hey, he, he planted that seed. Yeah, but nobody, nobody shares as as a, as as much blame as the dude who threw that cup. Nobody. Yeah, he he is the culprit. You know that that dude belongs in jail to this day, if you ask me. But yep. yeah, the the, the, the fallout, career. the fallout from it. You know, people just yeah, these these thugs who make a zillions of dollars. It's like first of all, pause. Like like baseball players and hockey players beat the crap out of each other on the regular. Nobody's calling them thugs. Nope. Or bringing up how much money. It's like it's like, are y'all are y'all sour because of the fight? Are y'all sour because these black men are making more money than you can ever dream about making? Oh, what is it you're really angry about? Right. You know, because you're not doing this with other sports players and other leagues. So what's 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 all this really about? And when you break it down, the average NBA player don't make that much money. Between no. between what they have to pay in taxes and what they have to pay their, their their agents and other people on their team and 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 you know upkeep of 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 different you know things with their homes and all of that at the end of the day they're not really making that much money. Mm-hmm. They live comfortably, but you know, 
Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not the they're not they're not out here like Bill Gates, like like no. like everyone wants to make it out to be. No, not unless you're like a major superstar in the league. You're not, you know, the average NBA player makes just as much as a guy that owns his own apps. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So that whole notion, you know, that that's getting that that's getting old. Find another. Find, a, find something else, man. We tired of the same jokes, man. But uh, real quick, real briefly, uh, before we move on, just wanted to get your quick thoughts on Draymond Green's interview with KD. Did you ever get a chance to see that? I did. I did watch it. I, I watched it actually immediately when I when I saw it posted because I, I was really anxious to see what they had to say, you know, after the fact. And I got to say, man, I was sorely disappointed in that interview. And I, I know I might be in a minority on this, but I felt that they engaged in revisionist history mm-hmm. and n- neither one of them really took responsibility. Draymond That's the did part. That part. A little bit toward the end, but like I felt neither one of them really took responsibility for what actually happened and for them to blame Steve Kerr and, and Bob Myers for what happened or why KD left. I think that's nonsense. And it's like, as soon as it came out of his mouth, I'm like, okay, here we go again with, with KD and, and, and his and his brand of bull. It's like, dude, just be up front and say, you are going to leave Golden State anyway after that year. Don't be like, oh, yeah, it wasn't you, Draymond. You know, how Steve Curran and Bob Myers handled it. I felt they just fumbled it. Fumbled it how? Because they asked Draymond to apologize. Y'all had this big public fight this big blow up on national TV reports are leaking about what happened after that in the media about y'all getting into it in the locker room. So God forbid the head coach and the GM step in and say, Hey, Draymond, maybe you should apologize to the best player on our team. Why, why wouldn't they have done that? Steve Kerr was on that 94 bulls team. When the, when the, when the, uh, Scotty Pippen cool coach incident happened. And Bill Cartwright was crying in the locker room. He's he's been there before. He knows how this stuff could could could, could get sour. Yep. So yeah, he stepped in and was like, "Yeah, Draymond, maybe you should apologize." But the blame, but the blame him and Bob Myers for quote unquote fumbling it or bumbling it or whatever he said. I think that's nonsense. Take responsibility. You would say because Draymond called you out. And was like, we was champions before you got here. You came along. You came over here to get a ring. So don't yell at me. And you you out the door anyway. Everybody knew uh, Katie was out the door after that year. So to try to be like, try to play stupid and be like, yeah, I left because they mishandled an argument. You left a championship team because the, co- the coach and the owner who invited you over as a free agent mishandled a, a you feel mishandled a, a a fight or argument get out of here KD. i'm not i'm not trying to hear that why don't you talk about what happened before that point about how you were mad because draymond was ball hogging and then passed you the ball and 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 created a turnover on the other end and y'all lost the game talk talk about that talk about how you felt when bob myers at the first uh championship parade talked about how Steph earned his ring and you just came along for the ride. Talk about that. Because that's the real reason you left. Yep. Yep. Not the whole, you know, not Steve Kerr's reaction to y'all 
little squirmish. Yeah, it was already rumors that you and Kyrie Irving was going to join forces prior to that incident. Yeah. Yeah. With the conversation during the All-Star game, them in the locker room together. I mean, and even before that, he only signed a three-year deal. Exactly. So, you know, just just man up and be like, yeah, I was leaving anyway. And I didn't like the argument we had. And, you know, was it the final nail in the coffin? Maybe, maybe not. But I was going to leave anyway. Because it, it was never going to be his team. It was always going to be Steph Curry's team. Always. And still is. You know, so I, I, didn't, I didn't like that interview, man. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I, you I, know, it's like they're trying to create a, a whole nother uh, 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 narrative out there that's just completely false. Yep. So that that's... I agree with you 100% on that, man. I, I thought the interview was kind of, you know, it was trash. It, it was trash. It was, it's like, come on, y'all. Come on. But you touched on it beautifully, man. I ain't even got to piggyback. <laughs> Shoot, oh, you didn't handle I mean, yeah, I thought I, you I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the exact same thing, you know, and Kendrick Perkins came out and called him out on it. And I, you know, for once in my lifetime, I actually agree with Kendrick Perkins. Uh, <laughs> with his Easter suits. <laughs> with his Easter suits, yeah. You know, <laughs> I actually agree with uh, Kendrick Perkins that, you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, he said basically the same thing you said. He, they, they're not holding themselves accountable for what happened. You know, at the end of the day, the dispute was between you two. You two, yeah. not, not Steve Kerr. Not Myers, not Steph, not Clay, not Eagle Dollar. It was y'all two. And, and, yep. and y'all, you know, y'all sitting there. It's almost as if, you know, they acted this thing out and just to, to test the test the Warriors organization to see how they were gonna react to it. And if yeah, they didn't react to it a certain way, then oh well, we know how they really feel. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. I don't think we've seen the last of the fallout from that interview. Imagine going back to your team now, Tremont, after you just put out there to the world that the best player left because of how your coach, who's still your coach, handled it, and your GM, who's still your GM, handled it. So Draymond's going to have to deal with that to a degree. So I don't know if this was like Draymond's way of saying like, I'm ready to move on from the Warriors or something. I don't know. But Draymond is, he's only a good player in the Warriors system as it exists with Steph and Clay. Don't think you about to go to some other franchise now and still be the Draymond Green that is winning championships. Right. So I don't know, man. I think it was unwise for him to put that out there just for his own sake. Yeah, it was. It was. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this next season with Golden State starts off, especially looking at the relationship between Kerr and between Draymond from this point forward, because I'm sure Kerr's heard about it at this point. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure Curry sitting somewhere laughing like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just Draymond Green being Draymond Green. I, I don't think that was a good move. 
to do that interview. You do that interview when it's all said and done. Like when 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 y'all careers are over with. You know? Right. Why why y'all doing it? Y'all still y'all both still in the league. Still, you know, Dre, you still with your team. It, it, it's just it's like live action pillow talking. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I went from I went from being like you know, I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Brooklyn beat the Lakers in the finals. Now I'm just like, man, I don't know which team I hate least. Man, I don't want to see either one of them in the finals. I want to, I want to see a rematch <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, me too. I want to, yeah, I want to see a Milwaukee Phoenix rematch. <laughs> I'd rather see that, man, at this point. Well, even uh, shoot, even 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 Milwaukee Warriors, man. Milwaukee uh, Warriors, I'll be fine with that too. I'll be fine with that. I don't need to see no KD. Hoisting up no trophy. I don't need to see LeBron hoisting up no trophy. They all own stacked teams at the end of the day. And the only argument to be said in that is who's better between KD and LeBron. Let's not navigate that conversation to a Michael Jordan conversation. Just keep it within those two lanes. Well, the, you know, the, the, the two, uh, the two kings, the, the king and the prince of stacking their deck pretty much <laughs> yeah one one of them's been doing it for uh for 11 years the other one's been doing it for what six <laughs> yeah exactly or five maybe i don't know right so uh but with that being said we're gonna go to a commercial break and we'll be back yes sir uh, Check, sir. Whenever you're ready. Thank you, kind sir. Ah, sweet sativa. Herbal's finest. Pardon me, sir. But would you happen to have a swisher? But of course, my good fellow. Please, enjoy. Swishes? What else are you going to use them for? All right, we back. All right, so for the magnificent vibe, hey, we got a, we got we got a new we got a new we got a new sponsor, Swisher Sweets. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, Magnificent Vibes Music Table is back and we got two features, two features here. We got Vibes and Stuff in the building with Ian and myself, part of Coffee and Beats, which is Barista Rod the Magnificent. So uh, the album up for review is Abstract Mind State. 
Dream Still Inspire. And we talked about this on our previous episode. We didn't get a chance to listen to it. And you had sent me a text in, in the group. Uh, I was at my meeting when it happened. So I, I was like, man, I, but I did really want to tap into this album with you. And I was like, hey, man, this is the best time I can do it. So oh, if you don't if you don't mind, let's let's, let's jump into this review, man. I, number one, who is Abstract Mind State? Well, they're from Chicago. It features the duo EP and Old School Ice Gray. And they basically reunited after a 13 year split. Now, it's, I'm, I'm gonna be lying to you if I said I was listening to Abstract Mind State 13 years ago. I was not. Uh, I just actually, thank you, thank you. I actually just discovered this, this crew and I kind of went back and listened to some of their old stuff, which is actually, you know, pretty good. But they have a lot of ties with Kanye West and everything. And so I was like, OK, let me let me give this thing a shot, you know, and, and, and check it out. One of the biggest things that kind of raised my antenna a little bit was the fact that there was no explicit content warnings on their music. So I'm like, oh, OK, um, sometimes you get you get that. But, you know, you still listen to it and you still get a couple of, you know, curse words sprinkled here and there. But not this album. I was like, I was actually surprised that it's actually no cursing on this album. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's a hundred percent clean. It's a hundred percent pure clean, and I, that's the one one of the biggest things that stood out to me uh, the most about this album. But that's just a little synopsis of what this group is all about. It's actually a female and a, and, and a male. For those who don't know, look them up. You'll see pictures of them and everything. But and I just want to start off with you, man. Uh, what did you think of this project? Wow, man, I, I was I was thoroughly impressed. Um, before I heard this album, I went back and I checked out that LP, uh, We Paid, Let Us In, and I liked it. I liked it. It sounded just like the type of hip hop I was rocking to in 2001 when the year it came out, especially when it come, came to local Chicago hip hop. I was, I was into that stuff. I was into... Uh, uh, ECLA, The Moment, Matlock, Juice, uh, Old Type Star, All Natural, all of those cats. So it, it definitely was in that wheelhouse. And this latest album, Dream Still Inspire, you know, I've been harsh on Kanye as of recently for good reason. But this was vintage yay in the best way. Yeah. And you pair the sample heavy boom bap, those sample heavy boom bap beats with their conscious lyrics and they, they kind of streams of thought types of rhymes. And dude, it was a match made in heaven. This was one of the best albums I've heard all year. And, you know, might not be top three, but definitely top five. You know, the album can be a little self-congratulatory at times, but- Yeah, it can be the, a little preachy. Yeah. You know, and I I didn't like the track where they were like, yeah, we did blah 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 all without cussing. It's like, man, don't spoil it. Uh, don't yeah, don't spoil like it. That. Let me let me listen to it and determine make that determination for myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't don't give away don't give away the secret. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I I didn't like that, and it's like it was so good. I forgot that it was uh, until until I would get one of those obnoxious uh, skits. I forgot that it was even a Kanye project. Yeah. But I, I, I really like the album, like on a scale from one to 10. Honestly, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. 
You know I what? We, gonna, I got this. I got the same thing. I got eight out of ten for this one. I was going to get a give it a seven and a half, but I was like, well, what really more do I want? Am I looking for out of this to give it an eight? And it is really, I couldn't answer that question because I'm like, you know, sometimes good rhymes and good beats are enough. Yeah. You don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel to have a dope hip hop release. And they did that with this album. Um, my favorite track, my favorite three tracks were probably A Wise Tale, Social Media, and um, oh, Expository Mode. Dude, you got the three exact songs I chose as my favorite tracks. And to add on top of that, I'm gonna put Elevation in there. Elevation was dope. And that last, dude, they closed out this album. With oh, a with that common, with that common sample. Bro, bro, I was loving it. That gotta be something for me to write this in the in the chorus. Bro, this this album, it just got better the more I listened to it. It was just like, and I remember I was listening, I remember last week I told you, I was like, you had asked me what did I think? And I was like, man, I only got to the first two tracks. But at the yeah, time, I, I wasn't. Like, I was like, man, Roddy ain't gonna like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't in the right mind state. And I was like, I had stopped it. And I was like, you know what? Let me listen to it during a different time. So I was making, I had to run a bunch of errands on Sunday. And I popped it in while I was driving. I'm like, man, this is uh, 14 tracks, about 30 minutes. Hey, that's gonna be my whole trip for running errands. So let me let this ride out. And I did not hit the skip button. I did not hit the skip button. I was just, I was impressed. Lyrically, for them to deliver nice bars that, you know, I was like, man, I mean, that was slick, you know? And the production on this thing was just, I, it, it surpassed my expectation. I thought it was gonna be some kind of, I knew it was the, I knew I was gonna get like that Jurassic Five type feel to this album but i didn't think you know i wasn't wild about jurassic vibes production back then but this right here man i was just like i was into it man this the move your body track you know, yeah you know me i'm a house music fan and you know i like how they you know had mentioned some of the like chicago house hits that everybody's familiar with and made that into a chorus and made it sound dope you know like this album you know i have no issues with it i was leaning towards 7.75 but i was like man the more i listened to it i was like man i, I gotta get this one and a nice appearance from Dion cole too man shout out to Dion cole wait what was he on he oh, was, was on he one of the interludes he was on he one was, of the interludes you're right. you're right yeah 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 he was on one of the interludes now, so, now, now, Jason Stevens had a, had an interesting theory about this this group. He thinks that they've been ghostwriting for Kanye this whole time, and I don't disagree with him. When you listen to their rhymes, especially yes. the dude, you can kind of hear his pen a little bit in Kanye's style. Yeah, EPs, dude. EP. I was I was just thinking like that. I was like, dude, this man sound like 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 Kanye, just a clean version. And Kanye took his style, but you know, had just made it more vol volatile. That's all. And and there's a track, I forgot the name of it on here, where dude is talking about how 
he's been able to come up and make a living for himself through writing music. And I'm like, well, who's he writing music for? Because they don't, they haven't had an album come out in 15 years. I think that's well, who's the track I feel good, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's been writing for Kanye this whole time. That's yeah. how he's been making his money. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you piecing the clues together. See, that's why I don't host, I don't, that's why I don't host vibes and stuff. You host vibes and stuff, man. You the one <laughs> that put these clues together. See me, I'm just following your lead, man. <laughs> well, well, J- J- Jason, Jason put it out there. He put, he put it out there first, but yeah, once hey, he I one of the regulars, about, man. So it still count. Oh, by the way, check out a new episode just dropped this morning, uh, last night or whatever. We out here. <laughs> yeah, I see y'all got Phil on, huh? Fred, Fred, I got my boy I'm Fred. Fred. Fred, yeah, Fred, yeah I'm a, sorry. We had a nice conversation, man. Everybody stood me up. I was about to cancel, man. But I was like, man, let me go ahead and give it a swing. And we had a nice show, actually, man. I had no Jamil, no Chaz. What? It was just y'all two? It was it was it was me, Fred, and then my cousin Danielle dropped in for maybe like 45 minutes. Oh, nice, nice. But it was a good show. It was one of the better shows I've I've had in a while, actually. So it worked. It, it worked out. I was because I was sure about the postpone, but you know it was all good. We we talked about OnlyFans switching it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you, yeah, that's another thing, brother Sanders. You know, you can talk to you about. Yeah, he discovered Sister Williams' Bible study. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that fan. Yeah, 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 that fans only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was only. I, I thought it was only for fans, man. I, I didn't know it was gonna be, you know, something I thought, else. I thought, I thought it was sports fans. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was sports. <laughs> oh, oh man, but. Back to back to the review, man. Hey, I, I'm I'm with you on this end. I'm going eight out of ten, man. I really enjoyed this project. For those listening to this show, please do yourself a favor. I and, and I oh definitely um I'm with you in. It's definitely going to end up in my top ten at the end of the year. Uh, definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Like total, like not just hip hop, just just period. You know, uh, this was definitely a breath of fresh air to hear an album like this and just literally enjoy it from front to back, enjoy it lyrically from front to back. And that's another thing, too, even though I know we mentioned the non-cursing thing, but sometimes, you know, albums that that don't have, you know, explicit content can come off as corny. This didn't come off anywhere near corny at all. No, I didn't. It didn't. You know, um, you know, I, I didn't expect it to, because uh, because I've heard their older stuff. So um, I'm like, well, as long as they, you know, as long as they stay in the same mode they were before, they'll they'll be. It'll be all right. It'll be a good. Should be a good listen. Yeah. And, and you know, they kept the formula simple. Yep. And it, it worked. You know, it worked like gangbusters. So um, I was impressed. And every song doesn't go past, like the longest song on this track list is like three minutes and 31 seconds. So it's like, you know, they they talk about socially conscious things 
And sometimes, you know, with albums like that, they can be a little long winded. The songs on here are not long winded at all. They get in and they get out and it gets you on to the next song. It goes into the next song, new beat, new subject matter that you're interested in. Each subject matter, you you, you got interested in, in everything they were talking about. It wasn't like, you know, they, of course, I agree with you. There were some points that where they did get a little bit too preachy, but at least it kept my attention, you know, and, and I didn't, I wasn't listening to it like, man, this ain't, this, 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 this dad rhymes, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of listening to dad music, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. So. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't come off like that, you know I mean? And, and there are times, depending on how it's done, where I'm, I'm down for some dad rap, you know? Me too. How you know, now if, 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 if you Jay-Z and Oz and you trying to come off like a regular dad, like, no. Like you got, you got, you got your servants got servants. You know what I mean? Right. So don't. I'm not trying to hear you talk about the fatherhood experience when you're a billionaire. Exactly. Especially when you're barely there for your right. kids. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's nonsense. I ain't you ain't you ain't you ain't, you ain't out here in these dad streets. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But hey, man, uh, it, it's up to you. It's up to you, man, if you want to put this in a side episode on, 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 on vibes and stuff so your hip hop heads can listen to this review, you know, feel free to do so. I'm going to put I'm actually going to put it as a side episode on my uh, coffee and beats. So, oh, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. That, that'd be that'd be dope, man. That'd be yep. dope. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let it ride. I got I got other stuff, you know, to get to on the. On the, on the, on my channel, you know. Yeah, uh, we, we got sure. some, we got some good stuff coming up. Cool, cool. So with that being said, man, let's get into these awards. Oh, oh, before we get into awards, you had some sad JW stories, man. Woo! Oh man, sad, sad JW story, man. <laughs> uh oh. Oh man, so right, you 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 familiar with my? With my stance, I know in the past I, I've spoken on my stance when people try to uh, have theocratic funerals for their unbelieving relatives. Right, right. One thing I did not take into account was when a Christian dies, a member of the congregation dies, and all their surviving family is unbelieving. So. My first wedding talk and my first funeral talk, boy, oh boy. Um, well, my first wedding talk, of course, didn't happen, but that's that's neither here nor there. But my this this was my first funeral talk, Rodney. Um, a, a sister unfortunately passed away in the congregation. Real cool sister. Um, and her, her field service group overseer, uh, brother, he's he's legally blind, so he couldn't give the discourse. So we met as a body to figure out who was going to go over her discourse. Now, we only got 10 brothers. Seven didn't show. Uh, only seven showed up for this meeting. And one brother, his name was put up to give the talk. He declined. So then my name was put up. And I didn't want to be the third brother to be like, no, nah, I can't do it. So I said, I'll get, OK, I'll go ahead and do it. And the brother who I mentioned before, brother, 
his daughter used to be married to the son of the deceased sister. So he said, listen, I'll reach out to him. I'll be the point man. I'll inform him on how we're doing everything because of course we're doing everything on Zoom now, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we've been, as an organization, we've been doing everything on Zoom for the past year and a half. We got it, we got it locked down. It, it, fine tool machine, right? Fine oil machine. Right. So he's communicating with the, with the son and he let it be known. He told the son, hey, I know y'all are doing, y'all going to have the body at, at, the, at, at Leak's, at the Leak Funeral Home Chapel on 78th and Cottage Grove. But we are going to do it. We are going to do the services virtually because that's how we've been doing things for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you all can do the viewing at the funeral home, at the chapel and everything. But we're going to set everything up so that you all can view the discourse from the funeral home because the son was like, yeah, she wanted a theocratic funeral. Okay, fine. I, over the next week and a half, I communicated with this dude, Rodney, maybe a half dozen times over the phone personally. I let it be known. We're doing this virtually. Here is the meeting login ID number. Here is the password. Please forward this on to your family so that they can be able to view the funeral. I sent him this information three or four times and every time I sent it, I called him. Did you get the meeting ID? Yeah, 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 I got it. Now, every time I talked to this dude, he sounded rushed. He sounded like he wasn't really paying attention. But I figured, okay, maybe he's just grieving. He got other stuff on his mind. So he was supposed to, he reached out to me. He was like, yeah, we want to do a a slide presentation, play some music that she really liked when she was alive. I was like, okay, cool. Here's brother number. He's our audio visual guy. He's the guy you're going to connect with and and, going to put together the presentation for you. Okay, cool. The day of the funeral comes. It's 12. Now, now the funeral was supposed to start at two o'clock. They have the chapel at least from one o'clock to three o'clock. Okay. 12 o'clock rolls around. I call the dude. I say, hey, you got everything set? Y'all straight? Y'all need anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. We good. I'm going to get there. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm log on around. I know I say I'm going to log on until the meeting around one. He said, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to log on around two. And I'm like, okay. Well, that seems kind of late, but whatever. One, one o'clock, one fifteen rolls around, Rodney. I log on early because, you know, I had to get a talk. And I'm not seeing any other family in the Zoom meeting. So I call the dude up. I say, hey, I'm just curious. Are y'all good to go? It's one fifteen. I notice, I notice no one's in here. Right, y'all got the login information to view this virtually. You know, yeah, yeah, we running late. Okay, y'all have the login information for Zoom. Yeah. All right, I was just checking because I don't see nobody in the meeting. 1.30 rolls around. Same thing. It's only our people in there. I'll call them again. Yeah, you know we running late. Now, brother's daughter is at Leak Funeral Home. And she's on, I'm, I'm communicating with him. She's telling him there ain't nobody there but the body. 
So I'm like, okay, well, maybe it is what he said, and they're running late. Two o'clock rolls around, Rodney. It's time to start. Nobody's in the meeting except our congregation members. So I'm calling the dude again. Yeah, you know, we running late. I'm thinking like, dude, this is your mom's funeral. How late are y'all gonna be? I'm like, well, I gotta get started soon. And I'm, I'm on the phone with another brother, but brother, I'm like, yo, I don't wanna be disrespectful and just say screw the family and get this started. Cause the, the, dude, the, 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 the funeral talk was only gonna be 30 minutes. So I'm like, how long should I wait? You know, the friends are on here. You know, a lot of them postpone watching the convention so that they can make this funeral. I don't want to keep them waiting. That's rude to keep them waiting, right? So I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I keep trying to call the dude. Now he's not picking up, the, the son. I, I finally get, get in touch with him again at 2.30. The friends have been waiting for 30 minutes for this to start. Cause I'm trying to figure out what is the, what's the issue? Where are these people at? Cause he's telling me they running late and by all accounts, that's what it was. He, he's like, who y'all sending down here to do my mama's funeral? I said, whoa, whoa, we went over this. I already went over how this was going to be done. I went over it with you. Brother Dooney went over it with you. What do you mean? Well, I just know somebody need to get over here now and, and, and get my mom a funeral. So he's getting upset with me over the phone because I'm trying to, it's dawned on me at 2.30, Rodney, 2.35, that this dude thought we were going to send somebody physically to the chapel to, to give this funeral. So I'm mindful of the fact that we're not going to do that, but I'm mindful of the fact that I have to break this news to him. But I'm also mindful of the fact that he ain't been paying attention. What did you think I meant when I kept saying virtually and over Zoom? Not once did he ask a question, a follow-up question. What do you mean by that? What What are these meeting ID numbers and passwords you keep forwarding to me and telling me to put on the front of the obituary? What? Not once did he ask that. So. I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone with him, but I, I'm also scheduled to give the talk. So I don't have time to really talk to this dude. So I'm trying to call brother I'll be like, yo, can you call him and explain what's going on? Brother, he ain't picking up his phone because he he on, on on the meeting with the friends on Zoom, you know, chuckling, chuckling it up. You know? <laughs> and I would have took that thing off mute and been like, brother, I'm calling you. That, that that's eventually what I what I had to do. He eventually picked up and he called the dude back. And whatever conversation transpired, he was so upset. He called brother called me back and was like, "Just get started. Just get started." I don't know what he was thinking. So I could tell he was a little upset, or upset, I should say. And um, so but but before I get to that, back to the conversation I'm having with the dude. I had can't Rodney. Can you imagine having to tell? A ticked off whirly dude. Yeah, that funeral for your mama that we've been talking about for two weeks that you thought was going to happen today, we ain't doing it. Peace. Imagine having to tell a dude that all because of a miscommunication. He's a sad JW story, y'all. Sad JW story. I'm like, 
I'm like, so, so it's clear to me what's going on now. Cause then he gets, he keeps getting upset with me and putting me on the phone with the leak people. And the leak people are, of course, shout out to leak. And the leak people are, of course, clueless. They don't know what's going on. Like, why is this dude <laughs> putting us on the phone with you? And I'm like, yo, he was supposed to set all that up with y'all before today. Now, now, Rodney, keep in mind, he, they only had the chapel from one o'clock to three o'clock. Why are you showing up at 2.30? <laughs> and it dawned on me, he took, he took it for granted that we were going to send somebody in person to do the funeral. And we took it for granted that he knew what Zoom and, oh, and, and virtually meant. Because my wife explained to me, she was like, Ian, you got to remember, people who go to church, they're back at church. They've been right. going back. They went back weeks ago, yeah. you know, and we're we're the ones who are playing it safe. So he probably just thought I was like, yeah, but I, 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 I kept sending him the meeting ID. Why didn't he ask me what I why I kept sending him that information? She's like, man, I don't even know. And I'm like, did, did he do think I was just talking in slang or something like the whole time? Like, what, what, what how did this get by you? And I knew something was up, Rodney, when when Joe texted me at at 145 and he said yeah that dude never got at me about the slideshow and i was like he didn't he was like no and i was like okay well ain't nothing ain't nothing we can do about it now you know and because the slideshow was supposed to play before before the actual funeral started at two so this dude is going off on me over the phone once i tell him we're not sending anybody. We're about to start now. We need to start. We should have started 35 minutes ago. We're it's over Zoom. We've been over this. And um, you know, he's like, well, somebody need to come here now. Somebody need to come here now. And I'm like, dude, it it, it ain't it ain't happening. So, <laughs> you know, we had a nice funeral for the sister. She got her theocratic service that she wanted. But too bad none of her family was able to see it. <laughs> wow. That's sad. Because of, of a miscommunication. Miscommunication. Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, I'm, I kept asking myself, man, what could I have done different to communicate to this dude? But then I'm finding out McCullough offered him a package, a Zoom package, that just so happened to cost a couple of hundred dollars more. And because of that, he didn't take it. And he went with Leek, but didn't set nothing up with Leek. Right. And I kept telling, oh, here's the kicker, Rodney. I told the dude, I said, look, we can't send somebody, but here's what I can do. Take down this information I'm about to give you that I've already forwarded to you five times. Take down this information and whoever's at the chapel now can view the services right now on, your, on their phones or devices right now. You know what he said to me, Rodney? What do you say? Oh, we don't do technology over here. <sighs> I'm like, well, then we ain't doing the funeral. Yeah. I didn't say that to him, but I was like, that's our only option. And we've been over this. Never again, Rodney. Never yeah. again. Yeah. Wow. Woo, so much to unpack with that one, man. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine wow. missing your mom's funeral because you didn't ask so, some pertinent questions. This ain't your grandparent. 
This ain't your niece, this ain't your cousin or your nephew, this is your mama. You didn't think to ask what over Zoom meant or what vir we're gonna do the services virtually meant? Uh, I'm like, man, I, I'm like, I don't know how things got so messed up. And, and I got roped in because your boy, your boy was the one who volunteered my name to do the talk. <laughs> <laughs> but never again, man. Never again. Yeah. If I gotta yeah, if I gotta deal with unbelieving family members, I am not doing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that definitely um I mean Hard, it could be handled it could be handled the correct way, but but when it comes to us our uh, collectively, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um I just put it to you plain and simple, man. Plain and simple. Never man, again. I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry you had to go through that, bro. Man, I am too. I felt really bad about it too, man. But there was literally man. nothing else I could have done. You, you covered your, you cross your T's, you dot your eyes, man. You ain't and I, and, be and, the I, same, and I and I trust that brother he did the same because he he told me he was like, Yeah, I, I made it very clear to this dude from day one that we weren't sending yeah. anybody. Yeah, that's person. his fault. That's his fault. Not listening and rushing y'all off the phone and act, not acting engaged. Now all of a sudden the day is here. Now all of a sudden he 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 wants something to happen right away. No, man. You know? So that's what happens. Never. When you're yeah, not man. dealing with Jehovah's organized people, you know? But indeed. <laughs> we running out of time, so we're gonna get right. I'm gonna just uh get into these awards. Essence of Otis, you got one for me? I do not actually. I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna this is gonna be un, until somebody else can earn this for right now. LeBron James. <laughs> we don't have to elaborate. LeBron James, Cuddy Award. Cuddy Award. I got Coach Bud. He just signed a three year extension with the with the Milwaukee Ooh, Bucks. Cuddy, Cuddy, Cuddy. Oh, oh, Bud, huh? Oh, Bud. Yeah. Y'all thought I wasn't going to win that championship, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Stuck me with Eric Blesso. <laughs> I don't want this personal. <laughs> better be lucky this person. I ain't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got uh, I got two Cuddy Awards. Number one, Mitch Trubisky for... Knocking the Bears down a flight of stairs. I know it's preseason, but still, it, you know, hey, uh, he put up 35, what, 35 on him in the first half. So, who's uh, he playing for now? Buffalo Bills. The, 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 wow. the, uh, the Griselda Bills. Correction. The Griselda, <laughs> the Griselda Bills. Bills. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the Griselda Bills, baby. Yo. <laughs> uh, and also, I got another. I got a bonus Cuddy Award for this black guy at a Pittsburgh Steelers game. Have you have you seen a clip of this? Nah. So Karen, real briefly, just you know, Karen was in a dispute with her either husband or boyfriend, and she was really loud and obnoxious. And you know, black guy, he's trying to watch the game and he trying to calm the whole situation down. She turns around and curses him out and slaps him. And he basically oh. pushed her back and said, don't put your hands on me. 
And so her boyfriend gets up and try to, you know, hit him back for, you know, coming at his, at his girlfriend or whatever. And the black dude beat the brakes off of him, gave him the skippity paps. <laughs> put him, put him this, to so sleep this was, in. This was, this was uh, at which, which game? It was at a Pittsburgh Steelers preseason game. What? I, I'm going to look that up. Knocked the black and yellow off this man. I mean, just knocked him cold. And and his wife got a got a punch, got got herself a nice little tap too, trying to break it up. And she wow. and she wisely got out the way after that. Like, okay, I ain't trying to get knocked out. But Karen, you see what you did? Got, your, got a man, got a got man beat up. Beat, got your man beat up, man. <laughs> yeah, look it up, Ian. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to that one too. We don't have time to get into it, but. Uh, you played yourself a war. Uh, you played yourself. Actually, LeBron James, uh, his his little response to receiving zero votes as being the best player in the league. Yeah, that's uh, why that's why I gave him the S's award. But yeah, you know, it's 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 yeah, dude. People people are not gonna put you in that conversation when you put together the best team. Yeah, you know, you 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 get in these interviews and you say all the right things about how it's the best team wins. It's the best team wins. All right, so you on the best team. You put together the best team. Live with that. Right. But if you want to be the best player, you need to do what Giannis did. Exactly. If you want to be if you want to be the best player, you need to do what Chris Paul did. Exactly. So yeah, you play yourself. No one's gonna put you in that conversation. You know, because 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 you 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 teamed up with AD and Westbrook and Carmelo and whoever else they trying to get. I don't. <laughs> I didn't lost track of all the people they didn't put on the squad. I stopped keeping up. But uh, yeah yeah, LeBron man, ain't nobody ain't nobody trying to see you and you played yourself. Uh, <laughs> a perfect combination. Mines go to Nerlens Noel, man. Um, you know. For allowing Rich Paul to, to talk him out of getting paid, and now all of a sudden he want to sue. Now all of a sudden he want to sue Rich Paul for I think like fifty eight million dollars or something like that. He's not gonna win that. He's not gonna win it. But yeah, but he's taking him to Rich court. Huh? How was it Rich Paul's fault? Because Rich convinced him at a party uh, the year that I think he was with Dallas or something because he was that that he should take that he shouldn't sign an extension that would have cost him 70 million say and and fire his uh his agent and hire him as his agent and ever since he's never got the 70 he turned down the 70 million dollar contract he got hurt never got the contract that he was promised because of the fact that he's been bounced around to different teams getting these one-year deals and now he feel, feels duped by Rich Paul and is ready to sue him. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that he has a case here. He doesn't. He doesn't. What, what's your case? You the you did the dummy. You should have took the money. You did a you did a Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? That ain't Rich Paul's fault. I know Rich Paul is not the, everybody's favorite. Uh, but hey, you know, you played yourself on that one. Um, and then my, I, I got a bonus. I got a lot of bonus uh, awards in this one. 
Uh, my bonus goes to, to Matt Nagy, you know, f- for reasons you're going to see during out the season. So I don't need to get deep into that. We already know what's the real deal with that whole situation. It's just, I don't have a milk carton award. Do you got any? No, I got no milk carton award. I got a It's a Shame award, though. I got I got a couple of It's a Shames, man. I wonder if we on the same page. <laughs> Probably. All right, what you got? It's a shame what happened to Dale Curry. <laughs> Here. Oh man, thirty three years. Don't, don't, don't tell, don't tell. He was Mark getting Jackson. all that good loving. Don't tell Mark Jackson. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's been memeing Mark Jackson, man. Yeah, I, I'm sure they've been adding him. Like, hey, she on the market, Mark. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. You'll probably get her before you be able to coach a team. Steph, Steph gonna be going to his mom's house and he gonna see Mark Jackson walking out like, hey, hey, young blood. (laughs) (laughs) You consider me a friend of the family. He was winning all them championships. (laughs) I I I built that. I the NBA. (laughs) I built that team. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's his old coach, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I got I got a bonus. I got a bonus is a shame. Um, I got a bonus is a shame award to all those black people who out there falling off crates during this stupid crate challenge but don't want to get the vaccine. Y'all need y'all, y'all need to get y'all act together, man. Did you see the one with the Hispanic dude who, who made it to the top? Yeah, but he, he was, was shaking. rolling a joint. No, not him. Not him. The other dude. He was shaking. He had on like a black t-shirt. He was. They say he was out there shaking like a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he fell right. Yeah, he fell. Yeah, he I fell. saw him. Oh, that's the funniest one. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to hold on for dear life, boy. <laughs> hey, I gotta admit, it, 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 even though it's funny, man, some of them things, some of them challenges, are painful to watch, man. Yeah, they, they look bad, man. Especially when they fall and they fall right on their back in the corner of the crate, get them right in the back. Like, that look crazy. I seen one dude fall right on his face. Hit, his face hit one of the crates right before he hit the ground, and his face hit the ground too. I'm like, man, dude. And these guys, these people getting up from that stuff. And they be overweight too, man. It's like, yeah. I'm I'm not out of shape like them, but I that a fall like that would do a number on me. Now, did you see the the black girl that that went up with the heels? No. Hey, with she, heels on? Yeah, yeah. She didn't fall either. No, I didn't see that one. I saw the I saw the black chick that made, that actually made it and went all the way across mm-hmm. and got yeah. the money. I, I saw her. Right. But yeah, man, bunch of bunch of buffoonery, man. Bunch of buffoonery. But y'all that, don't want to get that crate challenge is hilarious. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is, man. I never thought. And then you notice that uh, if you go on eBay, you look up crates, man. The price has skyrocketed for crates. That's an idiot, man. That's incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. The power of challenges, man. If it's a really good challenge, man, it could be very powerful, man. How but, much uh, are the crates going for? Huh? Dude, How like 40 a piece. 40 to 50? $50 a crate. What? Oh, that's insane. Yeah. You would get a crate for free at, at, at Brother Sanders' house. You get a bunch of crates from him. <laughs> right. 
You can get them. I do. I, I, I get them at the grocery store. Yeah. That is crazy. But uh, we are out of time, folks. I got to get to cutting some heads. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I'm out, I'm out here in these streets. Doing his mayor, mayor Rosalind stuff. You know it. You know it. Yo, yo, how about, how about we have some uh, abstract mind state take us out? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Put that on. All uh, right, for sure. For sure. I got to stand up. Yep. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all on the next one. All right. Peace. 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 Push your lawn, little doggy. If you feel a little froggy, hip hop into the spirit of this. We making coffee, it's kind of lofty. That's what the mind wants you to think. But we the new pill, the boy resurrected for a new chill. It was time, collective thought, the feel. Bring it back, effective talk is real. No preservatives, fool, a good meal. It's real music, easy sound is ill. I see it all in color like I got synesthesia Did a LIGO the game, then kept amnesia Lately I've been feeling so high and on smoke reefer Still rock this funky joint, a poor righteous teacher Now I feel mega shalom up in my chateau Knowing that the hustle below made it plateau I don't have to start a sentence, I ain't got no divine flow Virtuoso on this Van Gogh You were now in the midst of a And I talk too slick That's that shy city grit That I told you with That degree dynamic Infused with street lit That classroom demeanor You ain't in sync with Or that corner boy bounce You can't compete with We special Close-knit Everybody gon' need We ain't scheduled But we focused To put you on your feet This here is economics Low supply, high demand The Lotus is old school Wonder twins once again Who else but Mr. West Could convince the best It's time to reconnect Bring resistance to the mess Assistance for the stress Easy listening catharsis We the standard regardless Bring spirit to the godless It's a marvelous feeling Being back in the proof Cause being back in the booth Is like reliving my youth Yeah AM You are now in the midst of a real It's real music